And maybe go down to Staples and get yourself a new good smelling binder. <laughs> oh, September. It's the best. It is I the best. I love seeing that Staples flyer. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. On today's episode, we wrap up our second month's challenge and let you know what's coming up next month. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. We are just flying along two months already. That's me, Jenny Kouse, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I'm going to do my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I will be playing along too, and as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. Our monthly challenge for August revolved around mindfulness and meditation, and we challenged each other and you to commit to meditating for 10 minutes a day using a meditation app. We are just about ready to wrap that up. So what is your takeaway from this month's challenge, Jenny? Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am just so glad that we chose to have this topic of mindfulness because it was one that in, you know, I'll use your phraseology here. I needed to get after it. Um, I'd been good at this one in the past. I'd really let it slip. So I'm stoked right now to have done this and had a great month doing it and see the benefits in my life that it's had. Um, I feel like I'm fully back into it. Uh, I like, I, I really couldn't be more excited about this one to have it going. How about you? I feel the same. I feel like getting back into this habit has been helpful in terms of me feeling calmer. I feel like when I'm at work, I, you, you were saying this the other night, which I found entertaining. And maybe you said it last week on the podcast as well, that you feel like your kid has behaved better when you've been meditating, <laughs> right? So obviously there's Everybody some- Everybody seems nicer. Right. I feel like that when I'm working at with my patients, I'm like, everybody's in a great mood today. Well, obviously there's something happening where um, the way I'm responding to the world is better. So that's yeah. a good enough reason along with just feeling calmer in general. So I'm really excited to be back into this habit as well. And along with the habits that we did in month one, which I've been very good at maintaining and keeping up, I would guess based on the fact that we have this accountability of each other and this podcast and listeners, I'm going to keep up with the meditation as well. I've got that really nice morning routine rocking, which it's just now that's what I do. It's just I put I press go on the coffee maker, I sit down and as I'm listening to the gurgle of my coffee being brewed, I do my meditation. Awesome. You've got it locked down. I hope so. I'm going to, I'm definitely keeping it up and my focus is going to be on doing the meditation in the morning, right when I wake up, because as much as it's great to do it in the evening and it helps me really wind down, I want to see the benefit of getting up and doing it and having it impact my day. Awesome. Well, and yeah. also just, uh, the safety police is going to speak here. Uh, a few episodes ago, you talked about the fact that you got up quickly and went to turn off your oh. alarm and then almost tipped over because you were faint. So Because I was putting my alarm clock across the house, so I would not only get out of bed, but I would like <laughs> be awake to go shut it off. And I forget, like, I mean, you're jumping out of bed and like sprinting across your house so that you don't wake your kid up. 
And I mean, I tend toward low blood pressure. I <laughs> do from t- I have episodic vertigo. Like it's not a healthy combination of things to. Yeah, it's not so smart. You're, you're getting out of bed gently and then you're going to sit on the floor. Is that what your plan is? Or are you going to go out of your room? What's your plan for in the morning? Let's just work out the details. It is alarm goes off. I get up, visit the ladies room, okay. powder my nose, come back, sit. I have a chair in my room, my bedroom that's very comfortable. So I'll have my headphones ready, put my headphones on because I don't want to wake up anybody with my app. Okay. And then I will do that and then I will get on with my day. Okay. I like it. I'm excited to see how that goes for you. We'll, we'll check in, even though we're going to be moving on to a new habit next month, we'll definitely check in and see how it's going. Well, spoiler alert. I'm a couple days into doing it that way and I'm loving it. Oh, all right. All right. I like it. Okay. Uh, let's move on to habits corner. In this segment, we will take a look at some relevant research an interesting article, or just jam about our own experiences as we work on forming new habits. Today, we will discuss the strategy of the clean slate, which is relevant as we head into the beginning of September and our next month's challenge. In our online pretend best friend, Gretchen Rubin's book, Better Than Before, she says that any beginning is a time of special power for habit creation. And at certain times, we experience a clean slate in which circumstances change in a way that makes a fresh start possible if we are alert for the opportunity. Many people deliberately use the new year or their birthday as a clean slate, but it can take many forms. The slate may be wiped clean by a change in personal relationships, such as marriage, divorce, a new baby, a new puppy, a breakup, a new friend, a death, or the slate may be wiped clean by a change in surroundings, such as a new apartment or house, a new city, or even rearranged furniture. Or some major aspect of life may change, like a new job, a new school, a new doctor. It can be a major change, but sometimes even a minor change can be sufficient. Something as seemingly insignificant as taking a different route to work or watching TV in a different room. So there is magic to the beginning of anything. We want to begin right, and a good start feels auspicious. So we should start the way we want to continue. Where you sit in class or a meeting is likely where you'll continue to sit. Once you have established a morning routine at home or at work, it's likely you'll continue with it. Um, An example that Gretchen gives in her book is that in one study of people trying to make a change, such as changes in career or education, relationships, addictive behaviors, or health behaviors, including diet, 36% of successful changes were associated with a move to a new place. So anytime there's something new, it's, you have to kind of like, perk up your ears and be like, Hey, this is an opportunity where I could make a new change, have a a new habit with that clean slate strategy. So we are going to use this back to school beginnings of something new feeling in September to do the best that we can to lock in the foundational habit of daily exercise. And we're going to talk about the details of what that means later in this episode, but we really hope that you'll play along with us. Uh, A couple of episodes ago, last episode, we did, um, our book report. So we didn't follow up, but I do want to follow up from episode eight, where we challenged each other to try the mindfulness exercise of when eating, just eat. So Jenny, did you try this one? And if so, how did it go? I tried it out. Um, I found at home, it was a challenge, um, because of, um, we eat, dinner together every night as a family. And a lot of mornings we also will have breakfast around each other. So, I mean, a five-year-old, it's, it's 
it can be a challenge to do this. So I was trying to kind of just focus on my food. And I mean, but it is a time for us to sit and chat with each other about our day. And so that was a bit of a challenge. I did attempt it at work as well, because I tend to eat at my desk throughout the day. So I would try to do that. Um, But it was definitely a distracting place to do it. Uh, because either someone would say something to you or, um, you know, the ding of your email, but it was definitely a cool way to bring a little mindfulness to that part of your day. And I found, I felt full quicker when I was doing this because I enjoyed the food more. Um, so I think there's definitely something to it. Did you try it? Well, the way that I described my experience was hashtag failure. <laughs> and the reason for that is I resisted this. I thought about it often. And then I still was like, I don't want to do that. So there was one spark of potential goodness in the whole thing. I had a snack one day and I took it outside with me and I sat on my back step and I really did focus on how does this taste and what does it feel like and what is the color and the texture and all the rest of it. But it was about 30 seconds in an entire week that I thought to myself, I'm going to do this challenge. And yeah, there's something to it for sure. And I resist it. I'm so ingrained in that. Just what we talked about last week or two weeks ago, which was eating is not a productive thing. You're not able to check stuff off the to-do list. And so it's not cool. Like I'm not saying I'm doing it right, but that's how I feel about it. And that's really difficult to change. So I probably have to keep working at this one. The one thing I did notice though, when I was thinking about it occasionally is there's mornings and I love my coffee, but there's mornings when my coffee's gone and I don't remember having tasted it. So Mm -hmm. the one thing I did do and I will continue to do is really just try and appreciate, even if it's five or 10 seconds of one sip of my coffee, really like appreciating it and smelling it and tasting it. There's something about being mindful even in those few seconds to really enjoy something that is a pleasure for me. So yeah, I think that the, the, in general for eating, that's what I'm doing is ignoring the fact that I'm eating because I got other stuff I got to do. So yeah, I'm sure. sure that there's lots of people that potentially can respond in a similar way. Like if this resonates for you, we want to hear about it. As always, anything we're talking about, we want to hear how your experience went with it. So please send us an email at the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com or hit us up on the socials using the hashtag the improvement project. Jenny's on Twitter at jkouse and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. We want to do another mindfulness exercise because uh, I feel like this is something that the more we can take a second and get out of the busyness of life and come back to the present as our friend Dan Harris will say, it will make us 10% happier at least. And this week, we're going to talk about the mindfulness of posture. This is something that I pass on to my patients every day in my practice, and we're going to pass it on to you. So the, the challenge is this, several times a day, be aware of your posture. So the way that I would describe it to my patients is set an alarm on your smartphone device that beeps once or vibrates once, whatever's appropriate for your world, every 15 minutes, other than when you're sleeping. And when it beeps or vibrates, first thing you do is check in and just see what your body is doing. So whether that is leaning or sitting or slouching or standing, hanging on your joints or whatever it might be, look for clues. Just see what it is that you're doing. Because if you find something that you're doing repetitively all the time, it might be contributing to discomfort or pain or um, some challenges that you might be having physically. The other thing you can do then is correct to, 
a better posture, you could also then use that moment to stand up and wiggle. So you get a little bit more stimulus of movement in your day. And that's what I would pass on to my patients. And that's what I'm going to pass on to you as a challenge for this coming week. Jenny. That is a challenge that I need. We've talked about this before when you come to see me as a patient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I definitely, I, I am someone who sits weird at my desk. Um, I, often have my legs folded up. I can be hunched over as I work. So this is a good one for me. Okay, great. So yay. 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 Hooray. I like it. Hooray. Let's do this. Let's do it. So now it's time for a segment we call Who Are You Anyway? Where we encourage you to reflect on a question or a concept to know yourself a bit better, which will hopefully be a good aid as you take on new habits. This week's Who Are You Anyway? question is, do you work well under pressure? For myself, I would say, yeah, I think I do work well under pressure. I think that I tend to get pretty clear on priorities and it helps me to have a little bit of hustle. Um, my preference is to make a plan and follow a plan. Um, and I, I find depending on the level of pressure, like Definitely quality goes down, but I, I can roll with the speed. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I think I work well under pressure. I think I can, I can manage it, but it's definitely not my preference. How about you? I would say that out of necessity for my entire life, yes. <laughs> and I would say almost every time I don't like the feeling. So this is what comes back to what we've talked about before, which is marathoner versus sprinter. And yes. we talked about this in our book report last week. You're an excellent marathoner. You make the plan. You do your 30 minutes a night. I was reading that book up until five minutes before we recorded and I didn't finish it. <laughs> so I am a sprinter and sometimes not an effective sprinter. But generally speaking, I kind of need a little bit of that feeling of the stress in order to get going, that pressure in order to get me moving. And I would say that... I, it's not something I want to continue to experience. That level of stress isn't cool for me. So I just want to continue Fair. to do my best to become more of a marathoner. And that really is a, a little piece of why we're doing this podcast or why it was important to, for me to do this podcast is I've had these habits for my whole life that are, have been somewhat effective, but wouldn't it be cool if I could make a plan and stick to it and not have the stress associated with being a sprinter at the last minute all the time? Yeah. I would say that in any given project, I like the idea of having enough time to sit down, plan out the steps, and then do a couple steps each day to eventually get there so that it's not all at once and you can kind of space it out. That's definitely how I work best. And I find in the field that I work in, that works well for me because it's a lot in marketing. It's a lot of planning ahead and say, you know, when it comes to digital marketing, planning schedules and do, and I, I enjoy doing that, like making the plan and then following the plan. So for me, for me, I, I feel like that's how I like to work. Well, and I think it's fantastic because basically what you've just described is what every self-improvement and personal growth book says that you should do. And I've read them yes. all and I continue to not do it. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to moving in the direction of being more like my disciplined friend, Jenny. I appreciate your influence. Thank you, Jenny. You know, what I appreciate is you point out things about myself that I don't realize because when you're just living in your own little world, you just, you're kind of you, you don't realize it's. 
maybe different than the other way that people think. So it's very, it's very kind and generous things you say. So I appreciate that. Awesome. And now it is time for what are you digging lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I like to talk with each other about what podcasts we've been listening to and enjoying or what books we've been reading or what random internet hilarity we found. And we feel like you, maybe you'll find it funny too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So this week I'm digging and I might catch some grief for this from Jenny because I was talking about it a lot. Uh, I went to see the movie Mission Impossible (laughs) 6 with my friend Jen, another Jen, and the movie was amazing. So it's not big on character development. It's maybe not the best on plot, but it's like nonstop (laughs) action and it's amazing. And no matter what you think about the potential weirdness of Tom Cruise, he does all his own stunts, which I find fascinating. He's 56 years old. That is amazing. And it's, it just makes it even more exciting when you're watching it. The part that Jenny will give me a hard time for is that (laughs) I have to give a special shout out to Henry Cavill's character, who's called August Walker. And for those of you who don't know, Henry Cavill is the guy who plays Superman. So when I watch Superman, I'm like, yeah, whatever. He looks like a Ken doll. He's not attractive. When you look at this character with his facial hair and his muscles, I was like, there is something attractive and special about this dude. (laughs) There's also an amazing scene in the movie where he's (laughs) fighting and it's awesome. So anyways, I'm totally digging it. I wish... I wish that our listeners could see Peg's face right now because she can't stop laughing and she's about 15 shades of red and I'm taking a picture because it's making me laugh so hard because you, I'm reminded of myself in maybe grade seven, grade eight, like all giggles over someone and as she's wiping away the tears from laughing right now because there is this specific scene that Peg is especially referring to and there is a gif that has been made of this thing and this gif has gone back and forth between the two of us <laughs> in the last little stretch several times and it it does it makes me laugh every single time because it's this Henry Cavill's character and he's like I don't even know what you would call it like like the way he's like pushing his arms like he's getting his dukes ready to fight and yeah it my just sister makes said me laugh. that he's reloading his arms <laughs> <laughs> That is an awesome way to describe what is happening in that scene. Anyways, for those but, of you who uh, are listening, I'm going to put this GIF on the Instagram, on my Instagram page, and oh, I'll also put it in the Facebook group so that you can oh, check it out gosh. because everybody should appreciate it. And I'll, I'll also just finish this off, by the way, by saying normally I'm not this girl. I'm, I normally don't have like little crushes on celebrities, but for whatever reason, Henry Cavill, shout out to you, buddy. Good job. Got, Good job. Hey. You got peg full silly goose mode. <laughs> that is the only way to describe what's happening right now. Let's uh, rescue me from goose. this hilariousness. And why don't you tell me oh. what you're digging this week, Jenny? Oh, I like podcasts so yes. much that we have one. That's right. Um, but the podcast I have been amongst others that I regularly listen to, the latest one that I've subscribed to because I'm really enjoying it is called Armchair Expert. Armchair Expert is a podcast um, that is described as a podcast that celebrates the messiness of being human. It is a podcast with Dax Shepard, 
Dax Shepard is an actor, and he is married to Kristen Bell. He's been the cutest. She's awesome. Oh, she's really lovely. And I like I want to not like her, but she's just delightful. She She really is. Um, Dax Shepard is best known for his work in feature films Without a Paddle, Zathura, a space, I mean, Idiocracy. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's hilarious. Um, Chips, Employee of the Month. like, And he was on the show Parenthood. So anyhow. So a lot of those shows are like silly slapstick kind of movies, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So that said, he is in his attic, I think over his garage and he's literally sitting in like a recliner and he's interviewing people. He has a pretty wide range of uh, different people that are on his podcast. I think his, I mean, a lot of it's, you know, fellow actors, um, but there's like parenting experts. He's got a lot of different people. So Seth Rogen, John Favreau, not that John Favreau, the other one who is a speechwriter for Obama um, Mila Kunis, Nick Kroll, uh, David Sedaris, who's like an amazing comedy writer. Um, he has like bands. He had his mom on it's, he has these really great conversations. He's a really good long format podcaster. So he does these long conversations and I just find them so entertaining to listen to. Um, he gets a lot out of people and you can tell they're in a really relaxed environment when they're talking. And yeah, so armchair expert, check it out. There's some great conversations to listen to. Um, because sometimes, I mean, I like listening to content heavy podcasts where I'm like actively learning, but I also like these ones that are kind of just something you can kind of listen to. And like, aren't podcasts the strangest thing where you're sitting and basically listening to someone else's conversation? Like you feel like a little bit of a voyeur. Yeah, I think so. Well, and actually speaking of that, number one, I do want to say I've listened to a couple of the armchair experts and I like it. So I also will say by all means, check it out. But what you were just saying about being a voyeur listening in on someone's conversation, um, I I guess we'll call him a friend of the podcast. A friend of ours uh, was telling me via email that when he is listening to our podcast, he sometimes just starts talking back as if he's included in the conversation. So that's really cool. I think that's neat. And I guess I've done that before when I'm listening to some podcasts. So I love it. That's awesome. That's so cool. I, it really blows my mind to think of people listening to the podcast. I don't know why, but to me, like we have these conversations and I enjoy them and I don't think I stop to think about the fact that other people are listening to them. That kind of blows my mind. I think it's cool. And probably it's maybe more authentic for us to just have the conversation and not think too much about the fact that other people are listening, but we do appreciate that you're here and that you're listening. So please Uh, continue to listen. Tell your friends, tell your friends. It's blowing our minds. Yes. We appreciate you because this is, is this podcast number 10? I think so. Yeah. Which, did we not read that the average podcast is only six episodes, like goes on for six episodes? Yeah, I think that's right. So well done. Well done, girl. Crushing it. Crushing it. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to the segment we call You Win or You Learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there was cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. So this week, I've got the learn, and I'm going to do a throwback to what we just discussed earlier in this episode, which was that I was terrible at the mindfulness exercise having to do with when you're eating, just eat. 
So even when I remembered that I should be focusing on being mindful, I resisted. I just wanted to keep having eating be this thing that was secondary to whatever else I was doing, which was watching TV or talking a lot or working on the computer or playing on my phone. And obviously this is something that I'll definitely continue to work on. It, I guess if nothing else, what attempting or sort of attempting to do this exercise did was point out to me how mindless I am about eating. So I'll take that as my, I'll take that as my learn and I'll move forward with it, hopefully to something more positive. Very cool. Very cool. This week I have the win. Um, and my win has, I mean, this one for me this month, this has been a challenge. So I've been doing fine. Like I've done great with keeping it up. I meditated every day this month. It went awesome. But the thing that I wasn't great at was doing it at the time of day I wanted to. So I was pairing this habit with bedtime. So I would get into bed, I would meditate, and then I would read and go to sleep. I want to, I wanted to, in an ideal world, be doing it in the morning. I really liked the routine you had going and I wanted to have it, you know, as I spoke about earlier in this podcast, I wanted to start the day with it to have a better impact on what my day would feel like. So what I did is I started setting my alarm earlier. So what happened was I hit my snooze button more and I just wasn't doing it. So a little, a couple of nights ago, I wrote on a piece of paper what I would do in the morning when my alarm went off. Nice. So it's like, get up, go pee, meditate. And then, you know, like I write my journal, like all of these things, like how I wanted my morning to look. And I had that piece of paper right beside my bed. And when I woke up, I saw it. And so just that little reminder of like, no, like, here's the plan of like how you want this to go. Like, let's just do this. And I will say it's so nice. And I feel like less of a, like that, like nagging to do at night when I go to bed and I need to meditate. Now, if I meditate at night, it's just a bonus because I've already done it in the morning and I definitely feel better doing it in the morning. Like that's, that's how I want my mornings to feel. And I like being up before the rest of my family and having that time to kind of get myself going and get my head in the right spot before, because a lot of mornings I wake up to, um, I open my eyes and my son is just standing beside my bed staring at me. (laughs) So like, get up mom. Um, so I, I like to be up before everybody. So yeah. So that's fantastic. That's great. And uh, the one thing that I was thinking about when you were talking about that is that it's kind of a throwback to two episodes ago when we talked about the strategy of scheduling, you wrote, you didn't necessarily put it in your calendar, but you wrote it down in a way that was like, when I wake up this and this and this and this are happening, essentially you put it on the schedule. And then yes. it was more likely to happen. So well, and good I think on you, the girl. interesting thing too was I've said before, I like habits, but I don't like routine. So yeah. that's a challenge for me. So I think what my plan will be, because I can tell already I'm like after a couple days, the like the routine of that will start to make me twitchy where every day feels the same. So I think what I'm gonna do is switch up where I meditate. Okay. Um, just so that it doesn't feel too much set in. So you'll still have the habit as the habit, but you can switch up where it is. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. Cause I know I'm learning this about myself that like, I like, I like what routine brings to my life in terms of outcomes, but I don't like how it starts to make every day. There's no novelty. So I got to find little ways to switch it up to get the best of both worlds. Awesome. Good work. Good. Great win this week, Jenny. Learning, learning. 
<laughs> I'm learning. You're winning. You're winning. I'm learning. There we go. Everybody's learning and winning. Next Good week. Good for us. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's segue into what we're going to be doing next week and next month. September always gives me that back to school feeling and it really allows me to increase productivity as I often use this month to double down on my good habits. And summertime sort of seems to be the time when you're traveling away out of town sometimes and you're like potentially indulging in all sorts of treats and more drinks and like not necessarily in your good habits. So I just feel like September is the time where things start to get done. Uh, In our uh, online pretend best friend Gretchen Rubin's book, uh, Better Than Before, she describes September as another January because it is another time of year similar to the beginning of January where we get that starting fresh with a clean slate feeling and we can more easily move into a new habit. I always loved September. I think because I loved school so much. It always made me so excited and I get so jazzed to see like binders and like, oh, that new binder smell and (laughs) new pens and paper just gets me cranked. I love it. So anyway, next month, hashtag nerd alert. (laughs) Next month, we are taking on the challenge of daily exercise because I feel like I've said this several times that this has been the one that's been a challenge for me. And I feel like I write it in my journal, like, what could I have done differently today? Uh, Maybe exercise. Maybe that's an idea. Okay. We aren't going to put any other parameters on it other than daily movement for at least 15 to 30 minutes. And I'm going to add an asterisk to that. (laughs) For some people, that'll be walking or running. And for others, maybe lifting weights, doing yoga, stretching as they watch TV. We just want you to get moving along with us. When you say the asterisk, what do you mean? Well, I mean, okay. So last year I had a habit of doing exercises and I had like what I referred to as my 10 minute floor routine. And it was a series of either like poses or like Pilates moves that I did for one minute each. And I had like a 10 minute little, uh, circuit of them, I guess we'll call it. And I was pretty happy with that. So, I mean, maybe I could add five minutes onto it. But well, I think take. that, yeah, I, I put it down sort of arbitrarily. <laughs> if 10 minutes is getting you a, a good workout and you're going to do it, I think being consistent is more important than the amount of time you stick with it. So, you know, I asterisk think this away, is a window girl. into the fact that our, our roles are going to reverse next month, Peg. So you're going to be the guinea pig and I'm going to be poking you with a stick. I'm so looking forward to that. I don't like exercise. I really don't. Maybe it's a matter of finding out what your, what your exercise is that you can actually like, like human beings are designed to move. (laughs) (laughs) Human beings are designed to move. Let's find something you like to do. Maybe I'm the exception. (laughs) Oh dear. I'm sure you are in some ways, but not this one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sedentary. (laughs) Let's get you moving girl. Let's get after it. That's not. <laughs> so as you listeners might be hearing, Jenny's a bit resistant to our next month's challenge, but hopefully you are not and you're ready to get moving with us. So we are looking forward to taking on September as our new or as our another January and getting our bodies moving. We're going to make daily exercise a habit and we're going to do it and we're going to get after it and we're going to get moving. Jenny, you too. I'm going to like imagine that picture of that guy from Mission Impossible getting himself (laughs) cranked about it. Woo, let's go. You got it. Oh, see, I'm all fired up now. All right. I bet you are. (laughs) And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Remember to let us know how you did during this month's challenge. We want to know if you have added a meditation practice or if you have made an effort to be more mindful in your everyday routine. 
Also, let us know if you will be playing along next month as we jump into a regular exercise routine. Email us or send us a voice memo at theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You'll find all of the resources and links, including the picture of Henry Cavill that we mentioned today during the show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. Please Calm yourself, Peg. <laughs> Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes if you haven't already. It really helps other people to find the podcast so that we can help as many people as possible to create new habits. We would love to connect on the socials. You can always get our attention on the socials by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. Go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. The working out one's going to be hard. So on this one, is it going to have to be me poking you with a stick? This is something you enjoy and it's not something I enjoy, but I want to do. So then we need to figure out a workout for you that is at the very least tolerable and at the best, it becomes what you enjoy. Yes. So do you have something that you even partly enjoy? Like, do you like doing yoga? Do you like lifting weights? Do you like running? Do you like riding a bicycle? You like dancing around the basement to Beyonce. I like none of it. <laughs>